Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Smart City Chronicles podcast. My name is Adam Beck, um, host of the Chronicles, uh, and coming to you today with our guest uh, from uh, Logan City Council, um, uh, Ricardo Martello. And uh, we'll get an introduction from Ricardo in a moment, but just briefly wanted to set a bit of a scene to this uh, this episode. As I mentioned at the tail end of episode two, which was around smart city definitions, um, I, I, mentioned, I mentioned that the next series of podcasts was going to be focused uh, around some key, uh, key topic areas. And so strategy, collaboration, and smart cities standards are three topics we're going to be digging into uh, over the next little while um, and we're starting with strategy uh, and it's uh, it's actually a delight to, to have Logan on Logan City Council on this um, on this podcast given they were uh, the recent recipient of a smart cities award from the smart cities council uh, last October at smart cities week where they picked up the highly commended award for their future city strategy and that's that's what we're going to talk about today uh, with Ricardo. So, Ricardo, welcome and thanks for joining us. Thank you, Adam. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, can I ask you to give us a bit of a bio of yourself, who you are, what you're responsible for there at, um, at Logan, um, just so our listeners have uh, got a sense of who we're talking to today? Certainly. So, I'm Ricardo Martello. I am the manager of the City Futures branch at Logan City Council. And uh, for those of you wondering what a City Futures team does, it's a recently created function in the organization. Uh, we started operating in July 2017 as a new, uh, as a new team. Um, and the driver behind the creation of this team was so that we had a bit of a focus around the innovation and smart cities agenda. Um, this all came about following um, the, the appointment of the most recent council uh, in mid-2016. They looked at a number of different um, issues in the city and thought, you know, we really need to approach things differently and have a bit of a focus and a dedicated function to drive this forward. And they created the, um, initially what was being um, coined as a smart cities team. We eventually uh, did a bit of um, name changing and it became the city futures team, acknowledging, I guess, that it encompasses a bit more than just um, a, a technology and smart cities focus. Um, and we, we've been um, uh, growing steadily from then. Um, prior to this role, uh, I was the Environment and Sustainability Manager here at Logan City Council. I've been with the organisation for just over four years, prior to which I was working in local government in New South Wales and uh, in private industry. Fantastic, Ricardo. Thanks for that. Um, just to follow on with some introductions, um, I'd love to get you to share a little bit, little bit of uh, uh, Logan's sort of... Um, bio and its personality. Um, our listeners are probably from all over the place. Um, so what, uh, what is Logan and where is Logan? So um, Logan is in between the Brisbane and the Gold Coast. It's a, I believe it's the seventh largest local government area in Australia. We have a population at last count of about 319,000 residents 
We're also one of the fastest growing municipalities in Australia. We expect to have a population of about 500,000 uh, by 2036. Uh, Logan is also a very diverse population, a very multicultural population. Um, a lot of migrants and um, refugees uh, land in Logan. Uh, that's their first city uh, when they come to Australia. We have 217 different nationalities, I believe, in the city. Wow, wow. Um, and it really, you know, it, it does feel somewhat different to walk in, to, in the streets of Logan Central, and it does feel quite different to most other places in Australia. You really see um, people from, from different cultures, ethnicities, and um, nationalities coming together. Um, and it becomes this really rich melting pot of um, different people and different experiences in, in the city. As mm. far as the landscape goes, you know, we've got um, quite affluent areas in our city. We also have um, a fair bit of uh, areas where there's um, entrenched socioeconomic disadvantage. Um, and we've got well-established urban areas. We also have um, areas that have been largely rural up until recently. Um, I like to think that we're at the urban frontier. Um, it's where urbanization is happening and where we're encroaching upon those areas where people moved to 20 years ago because they wanted to have a rural lifestyle. Well, the city is now catching up to them in Logan. So we have, um, in the western parts of Logan, we have whole new cities coming up from the ground up. Um, we have areas where um, before there was no just rural settlements um, where we have population growth of um, here I'll build by one example we've got 7,000 people now I think it's a development that started about five years ago and their expectation is to have 50,000 people in the next um, over a 20-year period settling in the area and next to Yarrabilla, we've got Greater Flagstone, where 120 people are expected to settle over um, 20 or 30 years. When I, um, when I go into Google Earth, Ricardo, and switch on the, the satellite imagery there, I certainly um, get a visual reflection of the diversity of, of landscape, and um, it's certainly a very large municipality. Um, and as you mentioned, suburban, urban, industrial, rural, you certainly um, have a lot of... Um, uh, different sort of landscapes and therefore communities and obviously values and things like that. And we'll, we'll dig into a little bit of, a little bit of that. Um, so let, let's talk about this city futures strategy. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to start by asking the question uh, and I've been a bit of a, uh, a backseat observer because I'm based up here in Brisbane. So I've, I've seen uh, a lot of this play out in, in real time uh, as a neighbor to Logan um, and have been in, involved in a couple of the uh, community engagement sessions. But um, talk me through, talk me through sort of that 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 moment, um, that that process, that thinking um, where sort of the S word was used. Let's develop a strategy, uh, mm -hmm. and you know how do you, um, you know how do you, how do you sort of um, reconcile, or how did you reconcile? Uh, the sort of the multiple kind of directions and templates and, and words um, that are sort of, you know, being used with broadly technology and innovation these days, you know, landing on city futures. Uh, in particular, I love, um, I love that sort of key, key sort of vision of, you know, Logan being the home of civic innovation. Talk me through those early early steps of, um, you know, getting the team up and running and then on a pathway of, of creating this 17-page document. Mm -hmm. 
Um, look, I mentioned earlier, we uh, had a new council come in and um, the first thing they did was set a bold vision for Logan. Um, when they developed the corporate plan uh, back in, I think it was endorsed in 2017, early 2017, they set a vision for the city of Logan for it to become an innovative, dynamic city of the future and for the council organization to uh, be a leader in next generation governance. Um, we very quickly realized um, that although people were very inspired and um, got behind these, um, these vision statements, um, there wasn't, I guess, a shared uh, understanding of what that actually meant and what it looked like for us to become an innovative dynamic city of the future. Um, so you, I believe you attended that event. We had an event in 2017 where we brought together a host of stakeholders and, and um, really just opened up the floor to um, get a better understanding from all sorts of different perspectives about what's happening in this space within uh, cities and uh, urbanization. And at the end of that event, it became very clear that we needed to have a very strategic approach towards um, this journey because um, there is so much happening. There are so many different opportunities and possibilities and different directions that you can take that we really needed to focus um, in order to achieve something out of it. So from that event, it was held in May 2017, came a very clear direction from council that they wanted a strategy to guide us through the journey ahead um, as, we, as we embarked on this um, innovation drive. We went out and um, had a very open uh, procurement process where we um, settled on the outcomes that we wanted. You know, we wanted a strategy uh, that set the direction forward, that was very participative in the way that it was constructed. And um, that's, that's exactly what we did. So starting in July 2017, when our branch was formally established, we um, engaged heavily with our community. We um, we engaged with all different um, kinds of stakeholders. So we, we had um, roundtable sessions for staff, for community, for businesses, and for thought leaders. We had surveys sent out for community members, businesses, and staff. You know, we had a fantastic response to all those um, engagement activities. And um, essentially what we, what we landed with at the end of that was a very, um, I guess the, the document that came out of that, the city future strategy reflects, you know, that broad engagement that we had um, and the aspirations that all these stakeholders have for Logan. What was really refreshing about it, um, and I think those who work in local government will, will understand what I'm saying here, was the opportunity we had to have this really long-term focus in, in, in the strategy. You know, we're political organizations, we're governed by shorter term electoral cycles but the outcomes and objectives that we put forward in our strategy were, were really about transforming um, the face, the shape, and the character of Logan uh, for the long term. You know, the, the, we had a, a clear understanding and um, goodwill given to us by um, our political masters that allowed us to really sort of um, not be too hung up on delivering on very uh, immediate outcomes. They appreciate that the sort of things that we're talking about here take time and um, I guess take bringing people together on the journey. So, sorry, um, 
just to wrap it up, I think what we got um, through that engagement was an open invitation to Logan stakeholders to participate in this um, community building and placemaking exercise. And the response was phenomenal. We really appreciate the input that we received from all these stakeholders. Yeah, and I must say, having attended that uh, Unpack Innovation event, um, not only the diversity of stakeholders represented was pretty phenomenal, but um, there just seemed to be a... Um, I don't know, a real, a real strong community spirit. And I wanted to dig into that a little bit. Um, I suppose the direct question to you, Ricardo, is um, why civic innovation? Talk to me a little bit about that word or those two words. When, when, when people have the chance to go in and have a look at this, um, uh, this document, um, empowering community and collaboration and partnership with the community is, is, is very strong, but you know, civic innovation is a, is an interesting uh, concept. I, I, I like it. Tell us how that sort of fell out as sort of like a real, um, you know, light, lighthouse sort of uh, idea. It, it's really interesting how that happened actually, because it was probably the last, um, the last thing that we included in the strategy. It was a bit of that um, moment at the end of it all where we were looking at, what, what, it, um, what it resulted from, from all that engagement and all that planning and identify what is, what is this about? What, what brings it together? And um, we realized that what this uh, strategy provided was, um, I guess, a shared uh, opportunity for different people to come on board and, and drive the city forward. Um, what's, what the strategy is about is not necessarily a, um, a strategy for my team within council, it's not necessarily a strategy that covers only council. It's really about um, a strategic direction that all stakeholders can um, follow and collaborate in delivering. Now, the the, the probably what um, the hook that took us into this direction of um, of focusing on civic innovation uh, comes across very strongly in the principles that we include in the strategy. Um, to me, that's my favourite part about the strategy. Uh, we were very um, green, I guess. Um, we didn't have a whole lot of maturity in the smart city space when we went about developing this strategy. So a lot of the actions and um, the different themes that we identified um, were, were things that we aspired to but really didn't understand and know uh, too much about. So when we went about developing the strategy, we focused a lot on the principles, which um, which prepared us to deal with, I guess, things that we couldn't um, foresee at the time or that we, we hadn't included, um, but which, which, which come up as you, as you embark on this journey. So the principles that we identified were about empowering community. Um, you know, we, wanna, we want to um, give people an opportunity to, to be part of this journey. Um, it's about confidence as well as another key principle. Uh, really looking at Logan, um, as far as what are our strengths and what is the potential that we have. Um, I think, you know, Logan is a city that uh, for, for a long term um, had, I guess, a lot of issues in terms of um, socioeconomic disadvantage and um, uh, I guess other, other aspects as well. And people were sort of embarrassed about talking about uh, the fact that they were from Logan. They'd say they were from south of Brisbane or something like that. Um, and what we really wanted to do was, was change that narrative and make people proud of being a Logan and, you know, really play to the strengths that we have. Uh, mm -hmm. Another key principle that we adopted was to be open to innovation. Um, and that's 
that's been something that's really helped us um, in the past couple of years. We say yes more than we say no to ideas that come up. We're willing to give it a go. That's feedback that we've been getting a lot from different partners that we've worked with. Um, that you know, it's it's good to work with Logan. You guys are open to trying new things and to getting on board with new things. And finally, the fourth principle that we adopted for the strategy was about collaboration and partnership. So when we start recognizing, I guess, that we can't deliver on all the outcomes that are part of the strategy um, alone, if we go at it alone, um, I guess our strength is in uh, the collaborations that we form and the partnerships that we form. So when we looked at this uh, combination of different principles and all the actions that were there, and even the process that we undertook to develop the strategy, um, we recognized that this was a very participative process, that this was a shared strategy uh, that really set the scene um, for, I guess, a shared responsibility and an open invitation for people to come on board and um, help the council in the process of um, building this community and making the city a better place to live, work and play. Ricardo, did you have a, a template that you worked from in terms of just getting a little bit geeky for a moment, the actual yep. document itself, 17 pages, you know, we all know a good document has a beginning, middle and end. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, there's a thousand different sections that you could have included in here. You've gone solidly into a, a vision, a set of principles and some progress indicators. Um, is, is there any sort of, any sort of, um, you know, in intelligence or experience or lessons around how you structured this and how you felt it was going to feel right as your city futures strategy? Was there a template there? Um, we do have a lot of templates within the organisation um, that you should be using to develop strategic documents. Um, admittedly, we didn't follow that to the letter of the word. We, we did take some um, artistic licence with the template. Uh, what we thought was important was really to set the scene up front. You know, uh, if, if you have the document at hand, you'll notice at first we, we, um, there's statements from the, um, the highest elected official and from the highest um, official within the administration at the very start. Um, and, you know, it, 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 there's um, things included there that talk about there are very strong statements made. You know, they want to make... Uh, Logan, a city of creativity, collaboration and leadership, um, an acknowledgement that we really need to uh, take this seriously because otherwise we're not going to change um, Logan's, uh, the perception of what people have of Logan and I guess the, um, the long-term um, outcomes that we have in the city. Um, then we really wanted to set the scene and get people to understand what this was about. You know, what, are, what is the potential? What are we trying to achieve here? Um, and outline, I guess, the, the challenge, you know. Um, we really wanted to make it clear that um, this was more than just an opportunity to get on board with um, the flavour of the day, so to speak, of um, innovation in smart cities. Um, it was a bit of an imperative that we get behind it because we have plenty of local challenges in our city. Um, I spoke to you about the, the growth that we're expecting to come our way. Um, I think of the strategy as a, a way of managing those growth pains. Um, it, it, it paints a bit of a, a picture of how do we change those, those drivers around, you know, um, so many people being car dependent, so many people having to commute outside of the city for work. Um, how do we change those, um, the education, income and employment statistics that are below average? So we really wanted to get that up front so people understood, look, why are we doing this? Why is this important? Um, we really uh, don't have an alternative. Um, 
if, if we ignore these things, they're not going to change. So we really need to acknowledge the issues up front and work through them. Um, we then decided to outline very clearly um, how we went about this and, and what kind of feedback and ideas came from the engagement and from the stakeholders in our city. Um, and from there, we went on to the vision, the, the principles, the, as you mentioned, the uh, progress indicators and KPIs, and some uh, actions or priority actions organized under themes. The other thing that I really like about this uh, document as far as the template goes, at the end we wanted to include a few case studies of um, what was happening in Logan and different um, you know, smart city-like initiatives or innovative initiatives happening around the city. And that was really important for us because we really wanted to get people to understand that it wasn't just about council doing this. So we included case studies from, um, from state high schools in Logan. Uh, some from council. Uh, there's a case study from some work that the um, Department of Transport and Main Roads in Queensland did about trialing demand response to transport. Some uh, stories about entrepreneurs in uh, Logan who've um, uh, been really successful. Trials being done by developers around virtual power stations, etc. So really getting people to understand that, look, um, this is the direction we want to follow. There's plenty of opportunity for you to be involved as well. And it's not about council doing it all. Um, yes, we want to be leading the way, but we want people to come on board. So um, I guess that was what led to the sort of template that we had in the, in the strategy. Um, the very end of the document, we included a um, bit of a, a mock-up diagram that shows the future uh, city streetscape, just outlining the sort of technologies that we, um, we want to... Uh, bring to our city and, and how they can support this, um, this change. So this is, I guess, the, the, the bit of the, um, the strategy piece that I guess is, is a more traditional smart city, um, things that people will identify with um, in this industry. And um, we also thought it was quite important to include a glossary at the end um, because a lot of these terms are new. A lot of, there's a lot of hype around them and we really wanted people to have a shared understanding of what we're talking about here. I, um, I like it a lot, Ricardo. Um, one of the things that really drew my attention was the progress indicators. Um, and <laughs> one, of the first, one of the first comments I made was, wow, that's a lot of progress indicators. Um, okay. Now, um, what I, I suppose what I wanted to pivot, pivot to now was sort of, of course, the key question, which is implementation and how do you make it all happen and things like that. But um, the the strategy is uh, is sort of set in the context of sort of, you know, like a, a five-year strategy um, mm -hmm. as the strategy rightly identifies the rate of and the pace of change around this is, is sort of at breakneck speed at times. Um, tell, me, tell me a little bit about sort of the vision and the objectives and progress indicators, it's all in the document, it's all set. Tell me what day-to-day -day now looks like in terms of sort of executing this. What's the, uh, what's, what's sort of the implementation plan? And I suppose more so from, I want to get a little bit sort of detailed here and nerdy around, uh, you know, responsibilities and roles, um, budgeting, um, yep. governance and accountability, you know, how, how does this, how does this sort of have any chance of survival along with probably the other 30 strategies that are floating around the organization? Um, look, and, and 
Thanks for asking that question. Um, one of the things that I didn't mention when I was talking about the template, there's a companion document to the strategy, which is the City Future Strategy Implementation Plan. Um, and that gives us, I guess, a, a prioritization of the different actions included in the strategy um, over, the, uh, over the horizon of the, the five-year horizon of the strategy. So, you know, the, the, the implementation schedule is broken down into 10 program areas. It collects those 44 actions that were identified in the strategy um, into logical groupings and um, helps organize, I guess, um, the council and the other stakeholders uh, towards, I guess, the effective delivery of those actions. Um, it's a very comprehensive document. It's a very detailed document. Um, it is also publicly available, but we don't um, advertise it as much. And that really helps us, I guess, prioritize and focus. Um, the indicators that you brought up, one of the things that we made sure of when we developed the strategy, uh, it was done, the strategy was developed, um, I think that started around August 2017, and we... Um, we undertook all the engagement activities um, during that, uh, the end of 2017. And right around then, the federal government released the National Cities Performance Framework. Mm -hmm. So you recognize a lot of those um, progress indicators. They're, they're very much aligned to that National Cities Performance Framework. We thought it was important that we used consistent indicators so that we could benchmark ourselves against other cities and so that we could um, establish, I guess, the... Um, the, the starting point and um, track our own progress um, along this journey. So that was um, a key aspect of, of um, making sure that we, you know, weren't just creating another strategy that um, that was just going to sit and um, not really give us a, a, the context and not really give us an opportunity to sort of um, keep pace with the industry and, and other cities in Australia. And um, thanks for that reference to the the National Cities Performance Framework Dashboard, Ricardo. For those that are listening who haven't seen that piece of work by the Australian government, um, you can go to, um, if you Google Smart Cities Dashboard Australian Government, you'll you'll get to that location. There's a, there's a wealth of data and insights there, which is great. Um, Ricardo, a question around um, the journey. What did you learn what, what, what did you learn that was new in going through the development of this strategy that you kind of didn't know? I think the, one, of the, one of the key takeaways for me in that process was um, just, how, just how much interest and how much um, – there's a bit of a groundswell happening. Um, when we started to present the opportunity for people to take part in the strategy building – um, we didn't expect the, the sort of participation that, um, that, we, that, that we got um, into that process. You know, people were um, hungry for something like this. They were keen. They were looking at, um, that, at the model uh, for local government and the delivery of services um, in cities and realized that there was something missing. You know, there was that it, it was very much a business as usual approach. And what this offered people was that, um, that outlet and that opportunity to look at things differently and to see what uh, role technology, what role um, new uh, ways of working, I guess, in terms of you know, co-designing opportunity and, and things like that coming into play. 
So I think that was a big surprise that I had when we started out was just to see the level of interest and engagement um, from, from all walks of stakeholders um, to be part of this process. Ricardo, just sorry, sorry to interrupt. Just on that, you know, there's a lot of feedback that we get from a number of people saying, "Oh, you know, the community don't understand what smart cities is or innovation, and they're not engaged." Um, I'm, I'm getting the sense that that sort of it did strike a chord down in Logan with your community. And I think part of what that may be attributed to Adam was um, we really avoided the jargon, we mm. simplified the language. You know, mm. we know smart cities. Um, it, it can be a polarizing um, name for for this industry for for this movement. Um, some people really like it. Some people don't understand it. Um, so we really tried to to keep it very accessible, and uh, we framed it in terms of um, you know this is where Logan is at now. This is a perception people have of the city, and these are the sort of things that we are aspiring towards. How do we get from A to B? Um, and, and really kept it simple and accessible. And I think that's where people felt, okay, um, they, they didn't feel intimidated by it. You know, when, when you talk about smart cities, a lot of people associate that technology, um, in any cases wrongly. But um, what we see is that it, it goes beyond that. And when, when people um, don't feel like they need to have that technology background or that deep level of um, technical expertise to be a part of the process, um, they feel, I guess, more welcome to be part of that. Um, well, you've got yourself an award-winning strategy now, um, and congratulations on that. Um, I, I want to ask the question about barriers. What, what's going to be your biggest challenge to realising the vision in that document and executing on those sort of um, principles and, and tasks? You know, what, what's, what's going to be your biggest headache, do you think? Um, we have a lot of support from leadership at the moment. I, I worry what would happen if we lost that. You know, we have a lot of support from different areas of the organization, both um, within the administration and also politically to, to go down this path. Um, we have a lot of support from uh, community members because we've been investing in the quality of our relationships and um, we've been building a lot of trust. So I worry about what a breach in trust would um, do to this initiative. Um, and we all know how easy that is um, in, this, in this technological world where um, you know, privacy and um, cyberspace are, so, are such a big thing at the moment. Um, so those are the sorts of barriers that I worry about. Um, also worry to some extent about the, um, our ability to keep a focus, you know, because this space is a very fast moving space. You get a lot of change, you get a lot of new things coming into play and, um, a lot of it can be very distracting. So if you, if you don't keep to what you, um, to your focus and your objectives, um, it's very easy to, to lose track of why you're doing this and, um, what it's all about. Um, uh can I, can I turn to, to sort of um, the future and, and optimism? Um, a, a personal question to you, Ricardo, within that strategy, what, um, and, and try and get a little bit detailed here, you know, what action or initiative or investment most excites you that you're going to move forward with? Well, what, what, what's your real pet, pet project and what, which one really excites you? Look, when I, um, 
look at what's happening in Logan and, and see all the great work that's happening in cities across Australia and the world, um, I feel like where we've been very strong um, in, in the journey so far has been in the way that we've engaged with community members. I feel like a lot of different cities uh, in Australia and outside are way further ahead of us when it comes to um, the implementation of smart city technologies and um, Internet of Things and all these you know, you know, these emerging technologies that are coming into the cityscape. Um, our strengths have been in engaging stakeholders and providing them with avenues to um, not only be part of the engagement around the development of the strategy, but um, to really get uh, involved in the delivery of these actions and to really um, start to work with council in changing the cityscape. So the three key things that we've been, um, that have really taken off um, since we've uh, adopted the strategy have been um, the, the fostering and I guess the, um, the connections that we've made with different stakeholder groups. Uh, one of our key initiatives has been um, Innovate Logan. Um, that started out in collaboration with different um, members of our community and it's an initiative to connect the stakeholders within our innovation ecosystem and entrepreneurs and startups and all the different um, stakeholders that are part of that. And that's taken on a life of its own. You know, we started off at uh, Substation 33, which is a um, social enterprise involved in um, uh, e-waste recycling and a bit of a makerspace. Uh, we started off in early June at a meeting um, in their space uh, with six or seven people. And we had a, you know, that, that's just been picking up a lot of momentum and getting a lot of people on board since. It's created, I guess, a, a central spot where all those people who are interested or who are involved in the innovation space in the city of Logan and around us to come together in. Uh, we've also formed um, an internal collaborative network um, that it's really about uh, an, an entrepreneurship initiative within the council. So what we've done with that is um, created the opportunity for all people within the organization to come on board and um, get involved regardless of where they sit in the hierarchy for their ideas and um, we create, I guess, the opportunity for them, uh, a differentiated pathway for them to deliver on, um, on these ideas without the usual bureaucracies, approval processes, etc. Um, we kicked that off uh, probably August 2018 and that, again, took a life of its own. You know, we had um, teams of people uh, forming into groups and um, identifying problems that they wanted to address and um, working on projects. They then went and pitched to our executive team in a bit of a shark tank approach. And that went beyond everyone's expectations. It's, it's been a really engaging process. People in the organization who are part of that feel like, um, you know, they have this whole new lease on life um, and, and feel um, really enthused about coming to work and found that spark again. So that's been really positive. And the fourth, um, uh, sorry, the fourth, the third, um, vehicle that we've provided for engagement and for people to come on board with this has been um, the adoption of the city studio model. So this is something that started in Vancouver. We uh, obtained a license for city studio uh, Logan and essentially what it is it's a co-creation model uh, involving city staff, um, community members and um, the academic sector both students and um, educators 
in coming together and um, identifying different challenges in the city and working together and making these meaningful interventions in our cityscape. So we've um, kicked off with a few pilot projects in collaboration with QUT. Those got wrapped up in December and um, we're moving towards the next, um, next few initiatives. Well, Ricardo, you've got no shortage of, uh, of work ahead of you um, and we could talk all day, but unfortunately our listeners wouldn't hang around for that long. So uh, I've got two final questions. Um, the question I, I wanted to uh, ask first up was um, uh, what, you know, a summary of three key areas in which uh, Logan could help others. You know, if, contact Logan to find out about blank. What are the three key things people should reach out to yourself and the team in Logan City to sort of, um, you know, help with their journey? Yeah. Um, look, just acknowledging up front that um, we are not experts in anything here, um, but we are always willing to help. So we, we'd love to be contacted about everything. Um, where, we f where I feel that we can really help um, others on their journey is um, one is the process that we've just been discussing, the process of um, the strategy building and uh, the strategy development and, and engaging people in it. Um, the other uh, aspect that I feel we can certainly um, offer advice and support to others in is in engaging the community in the process. Um, I feel that that's something that we've, um, we've been quite successful in. And um, finally, I think what where the other place that we can offer some support is, is, is in this visioning process. You know, we, we, we struck a chord with our stakeholders and um, been very fortunate in that sense that people have identified with the vision and direction that we've set and they've come on board. So um, it, it, there's a few different things that we did um, along the way and I've spoken to you about a few of those in this conversation, but um, there's certainly a lot that we, can, um, that we can talk about with anyone who's interested. Well, that is a, uh, an open uh, invitation to our listeners, particularly those working in other local government jurisdictions, to certainly get in touch with, uh, with Ricardo and the team. Uh, my final question to wrap things up, Ricardo, um, I've asked this a few times now, and um, it, it's an interesting question, but um, just uh, in a lighthearted way to finish the podcast, um, who have you got a Smart Cities innovation crush on who's your who's your city crush <laughs> <laughs> who would be a city for you right no no that's right um, uh, look, uh, who's your city crush and why i think there's so many great things happening in so many cities around australia um and there's a few that that i really um look up to and um for different reasons so first one uh our neighboring city ipswich they've really set the way forward um, in, in, in developing their own work. And what I found was working with um, the likes of Matthew Schultz, um, who's the chief digital officer in Ipswich. They are incredibly helpful, incredibly open. Um, and uh, they, they've been sharing um, their learnings, warts and all, with us along the way. Uh, I encourage anyone listening, working on a similar program, to really connect with your... Um, if you're joining cities and work together on different initiatives as best you can, because um, it, it, it has been really helpful to us. Obviously, there's a few standouts in, in Australia, like the Sunshine Coast and all the great work that they've been doing. Um, always someone to look up to. And uh, the city of Newcastle, who um, 
flipped us to the post in the uh, Smart City Strategy Awards, um, taking out the grand prize um, with much merit. You know, they've, they've done tremendous work and um, what we see happening on the ground is, is certainly something that we look at with um, a lot of respect and admiration. Thanks for answering that question candidly, uh, Ricardo. And indeed, um, totally support your comments there and a real shout out to, to Ipswich and Sunny Coast and Newcastle and, as you rightly say, you know, a whole range of others throughout Australia that have been doing some great work. So um, thank you for your time. Um, Ricardo Matello, um, City Futures Manager for City of Logan here in southeast Queensland. Uh, thank you for your time. For our listeners, um, a reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast via those key platforms of Apple iTunes podcast SoundCloud and also Spotify. Uh, if you head to our website, smartcitychronicles.com, you'll get the relevant information. Uh, until our next episode, uh, Ricardo, thanks so much for your time and look forward to potentially having you back in the future. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for the opportunity and thank you personally and the Smart Cities Council for all the support you've provided us along this journey. Total pleasure. Thanks so much. <laughs>